Bienvenue and welcome to Akeem's Dream Show. My name is Akeem the Dream, also known as Brown Sugar Supreme, also known as the Dark Knight Batman. I'm Batman. This show is a variety show because I had a lot of ideas growing up and wrote them down and my curiosity is insatiable. And you'll notice that I have a lot of random ideas and subjects, but I think that's what makes it fun. Variety is the spice of life and I like to keep it spicy and you will find that out very quickly. Remember folks, never grow old with no stories to tell. And it's finally time to spice things up. Let's go. Check this out. I was motivated to do this episode because I had an epiphany from Shambhala when I was in a tent with Fritz and we were talking about life and stuff and I started talking about water and resource management and what separates us as apex predators from the rest of the animal kingdom and Fritz goes, man, this is shroom talk, man. That's really good stuff, bro, because <laughs> we're both on shrooms and it made me think like, yeah, shroom talk, that is fascinating what mushrooms can do to the brain that make you access this ancient wisdom. Cause that's really what it is. I feel like when I'm talking on shrooms and we're talking about real stuff, life, wisdom, death, searching, identity, all these things, what is the meaning of life? You can answer that question pretty coherently on shrooms. And a few things that I wanted to share with you guys that I thought were kind of profound, and we'll do a series of this. We'll call it Shroom Talk. This is going to be Shroom Talk Volume 1 about what insights I've delved from friends of mine and also on my own just by being on shrooms. And it's cool. It's almost like you have access to all the wisdom of the world. Now, you have to be very careful of unearned wisdom. That's the only thing with psychedelics you got to be very careful of because I'm not wise and I'm not even wiser for taking shrooms. But it does access or give you purview to a portal of thinking, a way of consciousness that is probably within you because your ancient DNA is is wise. If you are as old as your DNA and your DNA is essentially thousands and hundreds of thousands of year old, let's call it as old as sapiens, you are the descendant of over thousands and thousands of lives. So your DNA is wise. And I think that's what your shrooms tap into. They tap into the DNA, the wisdom within your DNA that got you this far that you have innately, but you don't necessarily access it on your day-to-day life because I think the wisdom of the cosmos is you don't have access into that DNA wisdom until you do it yourself unless you do shrooms. So let's get into shroom talk. Shroom talk volume one. When we were talking that day, and I think I've talked with Fritz about this a few times and all my own, just thinking about it, what separates us as apex predators from the rest of the animal kingdom? Because if you look at a chart of like other apex predators and really other smart creatures, right? Not just because they're apex doesn't mean they're just smart, but just creatures in general, because if you think of other creatures in the animal kingdom, they may not be apex, but they're certainly really, really well adapted and they might outlive apex predators. But I have a list here, but things that aren't on this list that are worth mentioning are things like ravens and octopus. And there's certain shell crabs that you can use, can even use tools. But this list here, let's call it apex predators in the world. I don't know if you agree with this list or not, but orcas, great white sharks, tigers, wolves, bears, lions, Jaguars, cougars, leopard seals, Komodo dragons, croctile, croctiles, crocodiles, crocodile hunter. Oh, crikey, look at the size of that. Let's go in there and wrestle them a bit. R.I.P. Steve Irwin. Nile crocodiles. 
and giant otters. These are, in my opinion, the top apex predators in the world. Now, agree with me or not, when you get right down to it, when you get right down to it, what separates us from these amazing creatures? Let's keep it real. Going back through that list for a minute. Orcas, they're like the wolves of the sea. They can coordinate. They fuck with humans in the water. They just play with us. If they wanted, they could fuck us up the second we drop our tippy toes into Poseidon's great blue oasis. But let's think about this for a second. Tigers. Have you heard that story about tigers jumping off into the uh, lakes around, I think, Indonesia or whatever, or Bali during World War II when all those fishermen were forced back into the rivers? They essentially had tigers jump in, take a guy off a boat, eat it, bring it back to the shore, like chew its guts out, go back into the river for a second guy. Did this three or four times. They can swim. They can jump. They're crazy. You know, wolves, like I just mentioned, as a metaphor for orcas, orcas are the wolves of the sea, but wolves are the wolves of the wolves. <laughs> you know, unless you're Kevin Costner, you ain't going to be dancing with them. So wolves do not fuck with them. I've never, you know, I live in Alberta. I've never seen a wolf. And I know I will one day, hopefully from very far away. But uh, wolves are fascinating. Bears, I love when Fritz talks about bears, man. Bro, if you're listening to this, man, I could listen to you talk about bears for days, bro. Your fascination with them makes me fascinated. Every time I hear you talk about bears, I go home and YouTube like just grizzly bears running and shit, <laughs> eating or chasing down prey. It's wild. They're majestic beasts, man. I love what Rogan says. Everyone talks about Bigfoot. Forget about Bigfoot, man. Have you ever heard of a grizzly bear? Like a Kodiak bear? Like, have you ever heard of a polar bear? These are the real Bigfoots. Perhaps what that's what the urban legend stems from was not just a big creatures walking through the wood, but a grizzly bear mauling somebody to death in the bush. And, you know, they're not violent. I don't think they seek us out to eat us. I think that if we fuck with them or if we encroach on their territory, they're going to protect themselves. Anyways, I'm not going to go through this whole list of creatures, although jaguars, you might forget about how jaguars, how OP they, those motherfuckers are. They will drag crocodiles from the water into the tree with their necks while they climb it. Insane strength. I'm just starting to do pull-ups with weights on myself, let alone drag a crocodile from my mouth <laughs> while I scale a tree. So what separates humans, right? And this is shroom talks. We're talking about animals. We're talking about things. So the reason why this idea came up was, or this idea for this, uh, what separates humans from apex predators and really just creatures in general is three things. And these three things dawned on me when Fritz and I were coming back to base camp at Shambhala and we needed to restore on water. We needed to restore on food. We needed to restore on all these things because we were dehydrated, right? Uh, the, you know, the sun was beating down on us and we needed to get, we needed to fuel up. And it's three, three things that separates us from the rest of the animal kingdom above and beyond the ability to make fire because fire was a big one. Fire, you could agree, you could almost, you could almost argue that fire was the OP invention. You, there's a direct line between fire and the atomic bombs and atomic technology and AI. Like that's, that's, it's a direct, it's a direct line. But aside from fire, here are the three things. Planning, right? The ability to plan, planning a trip, planning a, planning a move, planning a migration, blah, 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 planning your trip to McDonald's. Uh, using tools would be number two. So the ability to pick up an item, a wrench, a socket, a screwdriver, a football, a pimp hand glove, resource management. So these three things, in my opinion, are what separates us from apex predators because an apex predator, they might be able to do one of these three things, but in most cases, they can't do any of these three things. The reason they're apex predators is because they don't need these three things and they still dominate. <laughs> you know what would be really fucking scary? If a grizzly bear... Well, a grizzly bear does plan, 
But if a grizzly bear could use tools and resource manage, the reason why a grizzly bear doesn't resource manage is because it sleeps for six months of the year. But holy shit, that'd be scary, wouldn't it? Right? If a tiger resourced, planned, uh, you know, saved resources, uh, was learning how to use tools, like if it had a knife in its mouth, is running around chopping people up, it already has knives for teeth. But you get what I'm saying here, right? That day we had to plan, okay, we're at the base camp, we have the water here, how much water can we use, we have three days left, right? Planning is not just about here and now, it's about two or three days from now, and that ties into resource management. Let's say we had 10 bottles of water, if we drank all the water right then and there because we wanted it, and this is kind of the wants versus needs, if you can separate that when you're doing your resource management, it ties directly into your planning. Now you can plan for five, six days, and 10 days instead of just two or three, right? And the humans are homo sapiens brothers and sisters who cannot do this properly or effectively. They have a hard time just holding a job or paying rent, <laughs> right? Or having money at the end of the month for food. Like this all ties together. So the effective homo sapiens end up winning, going into upper class, whatever you want to call it, having enough resources to take care of themselves, having abundances effectively. Because if you are a human, but you don't know how to use tools, you can't plan, you can't resource manage, you whatever money and planning you, whatever resources you have, you're going to squander. It's as simple as that. So that's the first shroom talk that we kind of came across. Second one is here. The first, second principle came from Mr. Lashinsky. Uh, he was on the podcast maybe five, six episodes ago. Went to Shambhala with him, but he said something to me at Mike's cabin, that Fritz's cabin, that really stood out to me. And that was, you can keep what you can protect. And think about that for a second. In this life, when it comes down to it, when you get right down to it, the only thing you can do is you can keep what you can protect. That's all. This ties into resource management and planning because whatever you plan and you can, whatever whatever resources you can attain and whatever things you can plan for, you have more of. But then the real challenge comes, which is there's going to be other homo sapiens, humans, or apex predators or the government or fill in the blank who say hmm look at you've successfully been able to gather good sir don't mind if i do just take that right there yeah pretty mouth on you <laughs> but the whole idea of the universe is you've built that you have that i want that i take that <laughs> and you have to be able to say sir i am going to protect this and if you step over this line i will fuck you up <laughs> and that is the laws of the jungle right look at these apex apex predators you ever seen wolves in the savannah in this wolves in the savannah wolves in africa have you ever seen wool uh sorry lions in a pride in africa they get a kill and as soon as they get the kill depending on how big the pride is if it's only one or two that took down let's say like a cape buffalo they're eating it right they're having a feast all of a sudden you hear <laughs> Sorry if that messed up your uh, listening experience, but a pack of hyenas pull up with their huge necks and their annoying cackles, like ladies at the bar sometimes. <laughs> they, uh, they're going to impede on that, right? Because, hmm, like they're scavengers, right? We, we know people like this. There's a fresh kill, right? There's an IPO in a company. Somebody gets a windfall. Some, become, some person becomes successful. Hmm, let's go around and see if we can scavenge off the skim off the top you can keep what you can protect you could almost argue that the people who have more have been able to protect more or they've got they've got people to protect what they have think about the mafia right 
in the neighborhood, some bully goes around and says, hey, listen, I'm giving you, I'm charging you a tax to protect you. You really, if you can't protect yourself, you're going to have to end up paying that. <laughs> the idea of the mafia was we pay for protection because you can't pay for yourself or you cannot protect yourself. And we're going to use violence. And, and by the way, all of the animal kingdom is violence. Except they don't have guns and technology. They have teeth. <laughs> and they have venom. And they have stingers. And they have brute strength. Right? I saw a pack of gorillas in a zoo just beat the shit out of you. These things are so strong. But you get what I'm saying here, right? So if you can't protect what you get, you won't have it. I don't think I'm blowing any minds. But trust me, when this comes across... Your, especially when it's getting explained to you when you're on shrooms and shroom talk. Whew. So in the modern world, it's lawyers, right? You get lawyers to protect what you have. Or it's violence. Sometimes somebody's going to come into... Not somebody. Hopefully this never happens. But if someone was to come into your house, you'd have to be willing to kill somebody to stop them from having what you have. Right? If you started a family, you have a, you have a son and a daughter. Listen, that's, that's yours. That's your family. Someone's going to try to attack that. You have to be able to stop them. If you can't protect your family, you won't keep them. Deception, money, relationships, it all ties back. You got to be able to protect your money, right? You got to be able to avoid deception. But sometimes you have to be deceived on purpose so you can allow for manipulation to see what the enemy is trying to do. Sun Tzu, Art of War, never underestimate your opponent and always allow your opponent to expose their hand so you can see what they're doing. Allow for the manipulation so you can out manipulate the manipulator. Third and final point here on Shroom Talk on Akeem's Dream Show for Volume 1. This is one that always comes to me whether I'm talking to somebody or not. And it came to me last, I think, two Fridays ago when I was going for a walk with my neighbor. And this is this idea of stop settling, let's stop settling, slash let's start a revolution. These two streams of thought always come to me when I'm thinking on shrooms. And it could be tied to anything. It could be tied to your career. It could be tied to your purpose, your identity. It could be tied to uh, maybe an addiction you want to kick. Let's stop this right now, right? I love when Fritz gets passionate and starts talking about the American Revolution, about how that's the most gangster story of all time, which it is. They're looking at the British in the 17, late 1700s saying, you're not going to tax us anymore. We're on this land. If you want it, come and get it. And they started the best country in the history of the world. That's the most gangster shit ever, right? If you think about it. And I love that, right? And it, you could think about, listen, you don't have to start a country, but what are you doing in your life that you could be start taking a stand on? What kind of revolution for your own constitution in your own country, for your own kind of whatever that means to you, could you be starting right now if you had the balls? And you do have the balls. And that's what shrooms allow you to think about and really uncover is like, listen, I'm more strong than I think I am. I'm more capable than I think I am. I'm more brave. I'm more handsome. I'm more capable. I'm more sophisticated than I think I am. And I don't give myself enough credit. That's shroom talk. The change to say, let's start a fucking revolution here. Let's take over the world. Let's go east. Let's go west. Right? Let's quit the job because I'm not happy anymore. Let's tell that person what we need to tell them. In a respectful way. But you understand what I'm saying here, right? The final point I'll say here is, you can talk to God. Open up the veil. See the machine elves. <laughs> no, that's, that's DMT. This is shrooms. But shrooms allow you to kind of Walk through the swamp with uh, Shrek and meet God himself or the universe, whatever your maker is. And have a convo about how it's been going. Come on, say allez. Keep it going from there. But that is volume one. I know there's going to be more volumes. Hopefully this sparks a series. But if you're curious about it, 
maybe let me know and I can uh, coach you through some practices to have your own shroom talk. But anyways, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Akeem's Dream Show. And until next time, I'll see you on the other side if you catch my drift in my swamp. Get out of my swamp, donkey!